What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 132, or 132, <laughs> or 132. Hey, this is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro. Got Dynasty Bro Vic here without our DJ. DJ Avo. A-V-O-L-X-V-E. He didn't even introduce himself right. This is Blue Juice Vic again, man. <laughs> But I don't think he brought enough to start feeling himself. Yes, man. Chug the shit, bro. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel yourself. <laughs> there we go. In the Fat Tuesday Cup. And he brought that back from Vegas. Yep. <laughs> Facts. Oh, yeah, man. So, look. Yeah, like he said, we're here without the DJ. So, we don't got none of fire music in the background. But we still came here with fire content, fire news. Um, coming off a of week five, man, where we got to see some. Some injuries happen. We got to see some different opportunities. Our first head coach firing. That's important. Um, and, you know, probably the first big. Do you agree that we finally have the first big, like, potential, like, league winner waiver wire pickup guy this week happening? Yeah. Definitely agree with that. With, uh, you know, we'll, we'll touch on with the injuries. But, yeah, Mr. Okay. Walker. I know, man. Mr. Walker. Mr. Walker. Yeah. Texas Ranger. All right, man. So, look, yeah, we're going to talk Dynasty OGs today. So, uh, these are guys we like to, you know, try to find a good running back mark where it's like, you know, you start to hit that slope of, all right, you know, they're starting to come down with the talent a little bit just because age. So, we wanted to hit that 27-year-old mark, but we also wanted to find guys that are still relevant, still producing, still helping you win games week by week. We didn't want to just go through picking every 27-year-old that's not worth that running back. Try to find wide receivers that at that 28 29 for the most part you know still rolling still helping your team out but this is dynasty man and we have to make some valuable important decisions going forward because you're starting to see these young guys producing but you still got these older guys producing so where do you find that balance that's what we came here to do we got a list of those guys that we're going to talk about um brodies of the week flag of the plays you know we always going to get into that but the one thing we always start with man i say it all the time we got the what's the word, the hood, Tim Z with Dynasty Bro Vic. So, my brother, if you ready, I'll let you take over. I'm ready, man. We're going to be uh, light on the news this week. But uh, shout out to Homage. Saw this on Facebook. They actually acknowledge, literally today, we're recording on a Tuesday. Today's the 11th, right? Yep. So, October 11th. 30 years ago today, Deion Sanders played in a Falcons game in Miami and then flew to Pittsburgh for the NLCS game against the Pirates. So, that, so that's an MLB game. While he didn't get on the field for the Braves, he became the first athlete to suit up in two pro leagues on the same day. So, shout out to Deion Sanders. Played for the Atlanta Braves and the Atlanta Falcons, man. Like, between him and Master P, man, like, you know, they they almost done it all, lived it all, right? Yeah, you know what bro. I mean? Playing multi-sports, right. rapping, being an entrepreneur, you know, being an athlete. Like, man, between those guys, man, like, love to, you know, be in Deion's shoes for a day. Love to be in Master P's shoe for a day. Creating records and hooping for the Hornets. Hooping for the Hornets. Returning kicks, picking picking footballs off. and They did it, bro. Yeah, they, man. They done done it all, bro. Done, done, done it all. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to Dion, man. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. That's your weekly. Uh, <laughs> I know, man. We always got some kind of uh, Jackson Coach State Prime Coach information, Prime. man. Yeah, bro. Don't don't expect us not to do it either. Yeah, man. It is what it is. But uh, let's keep it pushing. Shout out to Bleacher Report. They actually uh, basically announced the NFL and NFLPA have agreed on new concussion protocols. Focusing on ataxia, man. I don't even know what that is, bro. Like, that's a hell of a scrabble word. <laughs> but basically, it's an abnormality, imbalance, or stability, or coordination, or speech. So, if you're slowing your words like me, or if you're, uh, you know, basically off balance, following a big hit, yeah, it's up to a spotter to make the decision on if you're able to return to the game or not. So, yeah, I seen. Um, it looked like. Teddy was like ready to go back in this yeah. week, but I just you know they they couldn't do that backlash and yeah, that's too much. It's it's kind of weird, man. It's it's almost like I mean you know how I go at work. You got the, your HR that's supposed to represent you, but you know yeah. they're really working for the company's the interest. Yeah, so it's, you know we kind of seen that same deal playing out here with the NFL and NFLPA. You know they're you know NFLPA is supposed to be working for the players, but clearly they still have the league's interest at heart, man. So. Facts. Um. Yeah. Basically, they're removing all the power from the medical, you know, yeah. folks who have the medical degrees and experience and background, right? So, yeah, man, it's it's, it's different, man. So I don't know. Maybe that's a new position I could apply for. Be a NFL spotter <laughs> for the Colts or something. How much money are they making? I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Let's find out. Yeah. Let's go get paid. Let's go get paid. Spotting. 
to, to spot, <laughs> spotting on the field and in the weight room. All right, man. Um, that's all I got, man, for what's the word, man. And, well, I know you mentioned earlier you talked about it. So, Matt Rule, we talked about that. Yeah, Matt Rule got the boot, man. And, um, Carolina they, Panthers head coach. Yeah, and I heard they just are like, all right, rebuild. Heard they starting to field offers for some of their players, man. And, honestly, man, it's probably worth it. They, they, in, in a, the amount of two years, bro, they went and paid Darnold starting money. Coached him up horribly. Hey, Baker went and got him, and it's like, I don't know, all these band-aids. And you've been having the best quarterback on your team the whole time, P.J. Walker. <laughs> and you yeah. going, you, you going through hoops, and you're ruining careers right now. Like, D.J. Moore's in his prime. Yeah. Terrace Marshall was actually a good receiver coming out of LSU. I just think everything right now is just – I think they – I'm glad they're moving on and, and getting rid of him. I don't think he was a good coach at all, bro. Yeah, also heard the defensive coordinator was also let go. and Deserving because he has good pieces. They threw draft. They done got some nice players. They were, they were ruining that team, bro. Yeah, and also with the rumor mill, uh, we're hearing the Bills are interested in Christian McCaffrey. We'll see. I don't I don't know if that will actually go down, but uh, we already know the Panthers paid Christian or a couple years ago. They extended him, man. So, how do you feel about Christian, man, like his, his future going forward? Um. You know, honestly, man, Christian's actually over the past couple of weeks, I think Baker finally realized, let me throw it to him. So I think right now, production-wise, he's going to be all right for the rest of the year. Interesting thinking about going to the Bills. I know that sounds sexy on paper for real-life football, but the way they use everybody, it's not like a single focus necessary to have to throw anybody the ball. Might, might make some of his production come down some, but maybe the scoring opportunity is crazy and it'll just – actually have somebody that they feel comfortable feeding the ball in the red zone. It's not just the Josh Allen show. I don't know. Yeah. I like Christian, though. You know, he's ball. He's a baller. He just goes and makes plays. Yeah, and, of course, you see a lot of Twitter speak right now. People are saying, you know, this is a good buy low opportunity on all the Carolina Panthers, the DJ Moores, the Christians. The, the problem is they've been by low. If you didn't buy them now, right. now that this transition is happening, usually the team come together and start playing better after something like this. That's true. So if you didn't go by DJ Moore when he was averaging fucking eight PPR points a week. <laughs> I don't know if you can go get him now. Yeah. So he, he's a young, you know, talented wide receiver. So, all right. Um, anything else you want to cover before we get into like injuries and no, stuff like it. that? That's it, bro. All right, man. Let's talk about some injuries, man. First one I want to talk about is Damian Harris. So he's dealing with the hamstring issue. He's mm-hmm. going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Um, so that's something to monitor. Um, given that, so it looks like Reminder Stevenson, he's going to be the guy. Off. He played yeah. every single snap at running back <laughs> once Damian went out. That shit sounds nuts, bro, and he balled out. He had uh, the, the the most rushing yards as a running back under Coach Belichick, bro, for the Patriots. Like, ever? Ever. Ain't like, that nuts? Yeah, because I would think someone like Le- or LeGarrette Blunt or who else? Yeah. LeGarrette was just scoring a bunch of touchdowns okay. that year. Gotcha. That okay. nigga put up – felt like he put up like 22 touchdowns that year, bro. Nuts. <laughs> All right, man. Another injury, man. So, uh, Rashad Penny fractured his fibula. So, that's a leg injury. They're saying it's a four-month recovery. Basically, that's a season-ending injury um, at that point. So, uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, Penny, like – Coming off last season, you know, he was doing his thing, balling. But health has always been a uh, concern, right, yeah. for Penny. So. And, you know, a lot of people were kind of put, like, baking into his draft capital and into his value just in general as a dynasty player. So you kind of just predicted and see it coming. Hate that it had to come. Don't know if, you know, Pete Carroll love him. So I don't know where his opportunity comes next because – his contract is up. He's a free agent going to the offseason, coming off a major injury. Kind of just sucks, man. You, I don't know if they'll just plan on trying to keep him as a backup, but it looks like Kenneth has all the, the leeway to go do what he needs to do to try to be the starter. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, from a dynasty perspective, you know, they, they brought Penny back um, on a one-year deal. So, future's not looking bright for him in Seattle. So, yeah, it's about to be a Kenneth Walker season, man. Looking forward to seeing that play out. We got a preview of that this past week. Yeah, bro. Number one waiver wire pickup. League winner. This is what the definition of league winner is, bro. Yeah, from a redraft standpoint. Absolutely. But uh, also, it's time to promote your boy from your taxi squads. I know. Go get your DJ Dallas. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm, I'm holding off on that. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, next thing, Keenan Allen. Um, so he's day to day with the hamstring. You know, it's a little bit of a game time decision coming off last week, but he's day to day. So he's trending towards getting back to action here pretty soon. Hopefully, it's this week. I know my lineups can use some Keenan Allen, man. Facts. And um, what about JT this week? Yeah, with the uh, ankle, Jonathan yeah. Taylor. You know, at least the last that I heard, we're optimistic. So that's the coach speak. Um, we're optimistic that he'll play. And we got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars Again. coming to town. So I would imagine we'd roll JT out for a division game. Big, big, big facts. Big facts. All right, anything else going on? Any more injuries? I think that's all the injuries. There might be one more slip in my mind, but that's all I can think of. I told you I didn't think David Montgomery was going to come back. And the motherfucker came back and got every snap down there, man. That's, that's what I hate about the Bears, man. I mean, I don't hate it. I guess you love stuff like that. But yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, man, so Monty's back. Um, Swift, that's something to monitor, too, but most likely, given the Swift situation. I think Swift got a bye this week yeah, anyway, yeah, so he'll yeah. be back. And I think Amon Ra, he wasn't – I don't think he was really ready to come back and play. So I think after this bye, both of them will be good. All right, and then also uh, we're talking about Dak monitoring the thumb situation. You know, he's getting close, but it looks like they're still going to um, sit him out for right now and – Look, over these next couple of weeks, I know this coming weekend they got the Philadelphia Eagles. That's the division game, man. And Cooper Rush, he's been holding it down, bro. He's been holding it down. And then after that, they have Detroit and Chicago, and then week nine is their bye. I can see a world where they basically bring Dak back after the bye. Yeah, bro, because that's two easy matchups to ease them into, to, to get them his confidence back playing against Detroit and Chicago. You need that. As a matter of fact, I can almost guarantee that's when he's coming back, bro. That's a confidence boost to be able to – and that's who I'm playing in DFS. That's who I'm playing anywhere. He's going to be the the number one. Or, I, don't, I want to say number one, but Josh Allen looks so good. He's going to be top three that week off his injury, and I would throw him straight in. Okay. All right, man, that's all I got on injuries. Um, let's transition to flag on the plays, unless you want to get into Brody's. What you thinking? Let's go to the flag on the plays, bro. All right, man, I got one flag. You got a flag? Yeah, I got a flag. Our flag might be the same, so I'm let you throw it. Is it Devontae Adams? It's Devontae Adams, bro. What do he do? He pushed an innocent bystander, a worker for the stadium, one of the photographers that was there. And uh, I guess he thought it was a fan. He supposedly thought it was a fan or somebody that was just in his face. But, bro, he's standing with real equipment. equipment. <laughs> and, you know, you chose to go to the Raiders and put up with that team. And, you know, you were supposed to be – the, the focal point of them, you know, being a playoff team and making a run and it's not going the way you want to. You can't get frustrated and push innocent bystanders, man. It's not cool. I don't think that's his character, but still, like, you have to not let frustration get the best of you like that. I agree, man. He's out there in Vegas. He acting different now, man. You know, I don't think he would have pulled this off in Green Bay. <laughs> nah. Maybe something about nah. that Raider atmosphere, but, I mean, when you watch the clip, it was just all unnecessary. He was at Tau the night before. Yeah, it must, must have been at Tau or something. But, uh, yeah, bro, it's, it, or Dre's. But uh, either way, man, or down there with the Fat Tuesday. That's Fat Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, but uh, look, like, when you watch the clip, it, you know, the guy was walking at a decent pace. Devontae Adams wasn't even, like, walking aggressively. It was almost like he could have, like, just even braced the guy. But, you know, he took it a step further and pushed him. And he did a little, little locker room <laughs> post-interview and – you know, he acknowledged and admitted he was wrong. So, yeah, I see some uh, fines coming. Fines and some settlements coming, man. So yeah, he, he going to have to some, – some I'm off work for a couple months. I need that bread back. He going to have to pay that. Yeah. How many games do you think Devontae gets suspended off that? One game or, or multiple games? Um, or, or is it I just a fine? I don't even think he gets suspended. Just I think fine? he gets a big-ass fine, though. Okay. I think the more harsh thing is – if a police report is fouled, it's already been fouled, but on that side, I don't think the NFL is going to suspend him, though. Okay. What about you? You think he got a game? I was thinking a game, but, again, it's a, you know, revenue-generating league, so I can see it being a suspension. Just put it behind you as well. Big facts. But, yeah, not surprised if it go either way, but I could, you know, at least see a game. All right, so you got uh, you got any Brodies of the week? Yeah, but before I do that, one more flag, man. I got to get a flag to the NFL, bro. Okay, my guy got a double flag. On that whole NFL concussion protocol stuff, man, you know, they threw out some new protocols this week, and they removed the powers from the 
folks with the medical degrees and yeah, you know, what I mean, people who actually can make a wise decision. So they gave the power over to the spotters. So if a spotter feels you're good to go back in the game, you're good. If you're not, then you're not. Then you're done. And then you can't practice until Thursday. So that shit wild. Yeah, they're all over the place, man. Um, with their concussion protocol. So yeah. Fuck it. Oh, another thing. I'm sorry. It just came to my mind, man. Triple flag. No, well, it's not a flag. But I'm just thinking about the Naeem Himes. Uh, when oh, he got hit that Thursday was night. scary, bro. It's, it's a culture where you don't want to let the other team show, you know, you don't want to show them a sign of weakness, basically. Yeah. But clearly, like, you know, when you've been hit, you're concussed. Like, you need to take a moment. And QBs are known for jumping up to their feet quickly, too, because they're leading the team, leading the offense. But Bro, Chris Olave looked oh, yeah. like he was um, – like he was unconscious, bro. Yeah, and they um, gave him a score too, right? Yeah, he, he he scored through the concussion, but wow, that's scary, bro. That is, man. Like, wow. And um, Pat Fryermuth had a concussion too. I, I missed mean, that one. They said that's like his third in like a year and a half. That's bro. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So, um, man, I don't even want to give real dynasty advice because that sounds foul. So just help. Get better, bro. Three concussions in a year and a half is scary. That's a lot. So, yeah, bro. All right, man. All right, let's get into Brodies of the Week. You have any Brodies of the Week? I got one Brody. I got one. I don't know if we got the same one. So, you go ahead and go. Mine is uh, – Mine is – I got a funny one. Let me go, go ahead, first. Go ahead. Can I give Brody of the Week to somebody that – they didn't really ball, but it was their first time playing? Yeah. All right, let's go on go to Skylar Thompson for <laughs> Miami Dolphins, man. Um – Look, he had to step in. He he had to step in because Teddy went down early in the game, and Skylar Thompson had to go in and get his ass whooped by the Jets. But with that being said, he did have an interception. He did have a fumble loss. He didn't have no touchdowns, but he still went nineteen to twenty three with one hundred sixty six yards, bro. Okay. That's something. That's production, that bro. That is. That is. It's production. It's better than nothing. It's better than what I could have did. Yeah. I no, mean, that's solid. Like I don't know, bro. third string QB stepping in and being efficient. He was efficient. If you had Tyreek and Waddle, bro, you think you can get 166 yards in a game passing? <laughs> what you think? You tall, so I, I I'm asking you. What you think? I'm throwing some. Just throw a deep. A lot of screens. Pray bro. they there. A lot Pat, of screens. Pat did it. Pat used to just. I know Tyreek gonna. Hey, get it. it'd be one of them like he coming across. I do one of them little <laughs> touch passes, <laughs> 80 yards. I need like seven of them. Hopefully one of them hit. Or do one of them hikes and just throw it to Kelsey, yeah. throw it to Kelsey like yeah. that. That's yeah. fire. <laughs> oh, bro, and what's the word? You should have brought this up while we having a funny moment. Ron Rivera, they asked him, why uh, aren't the commanders <laughs> winning like everybody else? In the division, in the NFC East. And nigga said, quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> like, and that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I ain't, that's all. I don't have no comeback but yeah so that's my brody of the week skylar thompson for my bro Jalen hurts who's balling daniel jones and cooper rush <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, you that's know, a hell of a two-pack you just said at the end say yeah, it again bro. say it again Jalen hurts and then daniel jones and, and cooper, cooper rush. rush quarterback the, the daniel jones and cooper rush just sound wild it do that's five and oh four and one four and one bro and i'm looking forward to that uh ravens and giants game all right, I know we're uh, on a on a rant tangent, but uh, that's a fire Brody of the week, man, because he stepped in, did his thing. Yeah, bro. So I like that. Mine goes to Diami Brown, wide receiver for the Commanders. So he actually had two catches on four targets, 105 yards, two TDs, played 30 percent of the snaps. I'm on Rob Brown a few weeks ago. I was like, I didn't see Diami Brown see out on there. The field. Yeah, it took him a couple of weeks, but. You guys saw him this week. So. He had to come when Amon Ra was banged up. Yeah, That's man. what he did. I guess, he man. He peeked out the house. They scared to come outside. <laughs> Shout out to Diami Brown, though. I know uh, they lost a close one uh, to the Titans. And Carson Wentz had a chance to. I hate watching Carson Wentz play, bro. He's so bad. It's just bro. the critical moments, man. It's just so the critical moments. so bad, bro. It's like you need this play. You need this dub. That's when it just kind of falls apart. Oh, you want this dub? Not happening. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Shout out to Diami Brown, man. Every day's a star is born. Fact. <laughs> what? The fact you said the song line. <laughs> I miss the music in the background, know, man. man. Where my nigga Ava? All right. Before we get into the ballers of the week, man, Um, the guys that turned up, look at that screen. Let's do it. DFS. Vic said it's a race to 10. 
That's a Doc got nine wins and five losses. Vic got five losses and nine no five wins and nine losses. How you feel, brother? Explain yourself. Honestly, man, I need to uh put more thought to my DFS lineups. Cause the Gabe, that just feels like one that was like right there in front of you, especially with the no Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Like I gotta look for like more moments like that. Oh shit, winner just popped up on my DFS when oh, I clicked man. on our matchup. Let me X out of that. It's all good. But yeah, man. Loser first, man. Tell me your lineup, man. All right, that's cool. I got you. Loser first. Recent. All right, man. Let me go to my lineup. So lost by like 30 points. All right. My roster was I went with Jimmy G. I just like the matchup against Carolina. I need a cheap QB. And I go cheap QB when you you know when you're running studs like Justin Jefferson who balled out. Devo Samuel. Eh. Yeah, Chris Olave. He was doing his thing until he got hurt. Um, so I like that three pack right there. Running backs, I went with James Robinson. Didn't really have the best day against Houston. And I went with David Montgomery. I know I rolled the dice coming off the injury, but yeah. I just like the, you know, opportunity. Um, then I wrote out some Chig and I wrote out some Hawkinson. I was looking for a repeat. That Hawkinson shit was dead, bro. Yeah, I knew man. not to double up. He's not yeah. that reliable. Yeah, so when you was, play Chig, bro. What the fuck, bro? I mean, I just had to throw somebody else in after, you know. Spending money everywhere. I mean, you just heard all the guys I named. So and my OJ Howard matched your chick, bro. Yeah, man. And with Traylon being out, I figure okay, he's the next big athletic guy. So and then I ran the Cardinals defense, but uh, took an L, bro. So shout out to you. All right, you know, um, like I said, OJ Howard, we matched up perfectly. He gave me zero. I played the 49ers defense, but I had sh- I had Cowboys in there all week and took it out because I was like, fuck it, man, just let me pay up. Yeah, Cowboys outscore San Francisco. I played his game. I'm playing one of the players that I know Vic like every week. It didn't work for the past three weeks, and they done already blew up. Gabe, this week, I played uh, – damn, I played one of your guys last week. I played Chris Olave last week when he was blowing up, and then another one of your guys the week before, but they done blew up. I played Tom Brady at quarterback, Kamara. We both played James Robinson. Waddle didn't have a chance with Skyler coming in there. Play Chris Olave again. And Chris Godwin, man, it's just it was just a solid week. Nothing super blow uppy outside of Gabe and Kamara. So yeah, man. Race to ten. We get into it. Fire. All right, man. Let's get into the top performers of the week from a rejab perspective. So looking at week five top performers, starting with the quarterbacks, man. Josh Allen, number one performer, thirty five fantasy points, four hundred and twenty four yards, four passing TDs. Bro, it was a blowout against the Steelers, man, 38-3. to They didn't need them in the second half. They played real, you know, just content. They didn't try to put the foot on nobody neck. They could have. All right, man, let's go on to the number two performer, Pat Mahomes. You guys watched some uh, Monday Night Football last night, 30-point performance, 292 passing yards, four passing TDs. They all went to Travis Kelsey. <sighs> boy. I ain't got nothing to say but boy. Slow start, man. You know, Raiders was actually up on them. but 17 uh, nothing, bro. Chiefs ended up pulling it off 30-29. All right, let's keep it pushing, man. Number three performer, Jalen Hurts, man, 27 fantasy points. He had 239 passing yards. No passing TDs, bro, but um, he did find the end zone with his, you know, twice. his feet. Yeah, twice, so yeah. 61 yards, man. On 15 attempts, bro, so they're putting the ball in his hands. They want him to run and create. He's going to break the rushing attempt record for quarterbacks this year, bro. Yeah, that sounds nuts. <laughs> All right, man, number four performer, man, a guy that, you know, we've been talking about and. He's a guy that's probably still out there on your waivers, man, from a redraft perspective. Geno Smith, man, Gino. 24 fantasy points, 268 yards, three passing TDs against the Saints, man. Um, Question. Yeah. Yeah, Russ might have took a small step back, but do you think it's just DK and Lockett are so much better than Sutton and Judy, and he can't overcome receivers that – that aren't just that good. Maybe I think I underestimated how good those receivers are for any quarterback that would have been there. Yeah. They're they're studs, bro. And give credit to Geno, too, though, because no yeah, easy has to step oh, in. He's dropping some – I was about to say – it wasn't going to go right what I was about to say. He's dropping some nice passes, man. They're, they're super accurate. His arm looks amazing right now, for real. Bro, he's QB6 right now. Like, I'm literally about to go get him, bro. Like I ran him in some leagues this week that I won. Yeah, let me see who he got upcoming, man. He got Arizona and the Chargers and the Giants. Good matchup. All those are good matchup. Well, the Giants defense been good, but those yeah, have. the Chargers and um, Arizona, bro, they give it up to the quarterback. All right, number five performer, Kirk Cousins, two hundred ninety six uh, passing yards, one passing TD. 
So they uh, basically edged out the Chicago Bears, man, 29 to 22. I know. Have a game, Justin Jefferson. All right. Let's jump into the running backs. Number one performer, Austin Eckler, man, against the Cleveland Browns. 35 fantasy points, bro. 173 rushing yards, 26 receiving yards, bro. We did his thing, man. Had a touchdown in the air and on the ground. The rush. He had like a 70-yard run and got caught, bro. <laughs> like he broke free and still got caught. Yeah. That cardio shit's serious. It is. Let's talk about the number two performer, man. A guy who carries the ball for the entire game, almost, it seems like. But Leonard Fournette, man, number two performer for the Bucks, 35 fantasy points, 56 rushing yards, 83 receiving yards, had a touchdown in the air and on the ground as well. The 83 receiving yards is why Leonard Fournette is always going to be so good, man. Tom Brady's going to throw him the ball. All right, man. Let's talk about a guy who's finally just getting all the volume in the world. And this is the guy who we, you know, expected to see coming out of college. So, Mr. Josh Jacobs, running back for the Raiders, 30-point uh, fantasy performance, 154 rushing yards. Bro. Yeah. Did his thing. Also, uh, caught some passes. So, five catches on 39 yards. Rushing TD, man. Let that man run, bro. He's been I, – I, I don't know what else he needed to do to finally get this production. But a couple weeks ago, it was kind of like you can see he's the best thing you have smoking. Make it happen. And offense looked good running through him yesterday. It do. And I like how Josh is running, bro. Like, he's running like he's being shot out of a cannon. Like, just going 100 miles per hour. He's just hitting the hole, man. Like He running like y'all didn't want to give me that 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 five-year, the rookie extension. Yeah. Fuck y'all. I'm about to go give me a big contract. That's how that, he's running. All right, man. Let's talk about a guy, uh, Brees Hall for the Jets, man. 27-point performance, doing his thing, bro. He had 100 yards in the air. 97 yards on the ground. He also had a rushing TD, 18 carries, bro. They give him all the touches. If you didn't go get Brees Hall a couple weeks ago when everybody thought it was the Michael Carter show, can't get him now at all, at all. And I sent some good dynasty offers. Can't get that shit, though. All right, man, let's talk about uh, Mr. Derrick Henry, the number five performance, 27 fantasy points, 102 yards, two rushing TDs. Can't do nothing with him, man. It's fine. You know, he had a slow start, but he, he's, uh, you know, hitting his groove right now. You know the what I'm saying? The whole offense had a slow start, and I think they're slowly trying to figure it out. With I know they don't have the the weapons. You know, now they got rid of AJ, and Traylon is banged up. But they're piecing it together, bro, and it all starts with Henry. All right, let's jump up to the tight ends, bro. Number one performer, Travis Kelsey. saw that Monday night. 33 fantasy points performance. Bro, this is nuts. Listen to this. He had seven catches. 25 yards and four TDs. Four fucking TDs on seven catches. All red zone work, 25 yards, bro. I I'm, I don't know what's more shocking. The fact he had four touchdowns or 20. I think the the, the 25 yards is more shocking than him getting four touchdowns. I, if you tell that me Kelsey sense. had four touchdowns, I'm like, yeah, because he had Yeah, that's like a 150-yard game, right? <laughs> yeah, if you tell me he had seven catches for 25 yards, I'm like, well, what the fuck was he doing? Catching at the line of scrimmage? That's a good point. I didn't think about that. But, yeah, yeah bro, I am more surprised by the 25 yards. But Facts. Just the fact that you know what's going to him in the red zone, you still can't stop it, speak to his uh, footwork, so. Talk your guy, bro. Hey, man. <laughs> he not your guy, but it's funny that you got to talk him. Taysom he Hill. was. You know what, though? He was your guy a minute ago. ago. A couple yeah. years ago. When they was trying to go through that transition of who the quarterback was. Yeah, when Drew Brees went down, I was rocking with Taysom. Yeah, that was your guy. But he might be my guy again, bro. Taysom Hill. Because I'm finicky like that. But uh, 33 fantasy points, bro. He uh, basically three touchdowns on the ground, one in the air. He threw one. You know what I mean? And he's involved in the running game, man, because outside of Alvin Kamara, they don't really want to run Mark Ingram, man. He doesn't really look that Hell good. No. So, I can see Taysom remaining involved. And why not run some Taysom, bro? Like, if you don't have Andrews or Kelsey. And and they don't have no weapons right now. Right. Like, Michael Thomas is banged up. Jarvis banged up. Alave's banged up. He's actually more necessary than what we think because he's going to need to play running back, quarterback, tight end. He's going to have to play everything, especially if none of these receivers are going to be back no time soon. Yeah, so if these guys continue to stay banged up, I'm running some Taysom, bro, if I'm having one of these top guys. Ceiling is just as high as these Kelsey's and Andrews, so why not? And then you live with the five and seven points, which you're getting anyways from guys like Tanya and Tanya all these other production guys. production is so bad right Waller, now. You don't have one play. of the top ones. Yeah. You don't have Kelsey or Andrews. It don't matter who the fuck you're throwing out there. All right, number three performer, Mark Andrews, 22 points. Uh, so, he basically had eight catches, 89 yards, and a TDs. That's a typical Mark Andrews night. Facts. Baller. Number four performer, Dallas Goddard, 17 fantasy points. Uh, he had basically, bro, I don't know why I lost it, but eight catches, 95 yards, bro. No TDs, but just a straight PPR performance. Yeah, um, Arizona is – they give it up to the quarterback, but they actually do real well with the wide receiver ones. They give it up to the tight ends, though. 
Yeah. So pay attention to that. And then your guy, Hayden Hurst, man, number five performance, yeah, 17 bro. points, um, and six catches, 53 yards in the TD. So. The only reason I say it is because Joe Burrow act like he can't throw down field right now. And Hayden Hurst is playing the the short role, and if that's what they're going to do. He's playing like his offensive line is still playing bad, which they're not. So, um, yeah, I would look into some Hayden Hurst. We just literally talked about it, man. The tight end pr- production is horrible right now. So if you can get a guy that's on one of the supposedly one of the top offenses and he's getting involved, man. He's a, he's a streamer. You can play him. Yeah. All right, bro. Let's jump back over to the wide receivers, man. Number one performer, my guy, my Brody. I have him as a wide receiver too. He's a wide receiver three right now, coming off this uh, big performance. So thirty-two points, Gabe Davis, man. Look, hey, he had three catches, hundred seventy-one yards, two TDs, bro. All explosive plays. Okay. I called you right after that first touchdown and was like, yeah, bro. You see who in my lineup. Yeah, and at that point, I didn't even realize you had him. So, I saw Gabe yeah. go off. You know, it's funny. Like, <laughs> we talking, and I'm like, oh, man, Gabe just went off. I'm like, oh, shit, he ran some Gabe. I was like, as soon as I answered the phone, I was like, you ran some Gabe, didn't you? You know what the fuck going on. And then we had to go out the phone because my TV usually yeah, ahead, TV of is ahead of me. I be shit. He be talking about shit that's going to happen 13 minutes from my shit. <laughs> my shit probably be like two or three plays ahead of you. Yeah, right? but I hate it. He'd yeah. be like, hell yeah, Christian Kirk. And then it'd be them running out on the field, the <laughs> offense. I'd be like, man, fuck. And then it'd be a false start. They back them up. <laughs> All the stupid shit. Oh, man. And then they run the play. <laughs> now, but shout out to Gabe, man. So good to see him bounce back, come off the uh, ankle. Injury, and then uh, number two performer, Justin Jefferson, 30 points, man. So, he did his thing, man. Uh, 12 catches, 154 yards, straight PPR monster as well. And then number three performer, Tyler Lockett, man. So, 27 points, five catches, 104 yards, two TDs. He's a, he's a big play receiver, and he can do it. You just got to give him the ball, give him the space. All right, man. Number four performer, Devontae Adams, three catches on seven targets, but he made them count, man, 124 yards, two TDs, man. So, big plays. Big plays, big fines. Big fines, all that, man. And then Cooper Cup, bro, number five performance. Always. Seven catches, 125 yards, and a TD. That's 25 points. Um, I want to talk my guy. Talk him. Who put up almost 22 points again, and he's the wide receiver six on the season. My Brody. Marquise Hollywood Brown is balling, and I want to give this advice in advance for anybody who's nervous when Hopkins come back. I still think – uh, Hollywood is going to have his same involvement. He's been getting, since week one, he's been getting over 10 targets a game. Even if he doesn't, I think right now with the role he's playing, the big plays have been taken out a little bit. He's been more like the natural, you know, run the route tree receiver that Hopkins would be. But I think when Hopkins come back, I think those, you know, those 60, 70 yard plays that he sprinkles in are going to happen a little bit more than what are happening now. So I still like him. I still see him as, you know, a top 15 receiver. He when Hopkins come back because Kyler can support, you know, that offense can support two passers, two pass catchers. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, man, I still love him going forward even when Hopkins come back. He looked good out there, man. Big facts. All right, bro. Where can the people follow you at, man? Hey, follow me at DynastyBro dot on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. What about you, my brother? Follow me at Chief Sosa FF, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast where you listen at Dynasty Bros FF. And be sure to follow our DJ, DJ AVO LXVE. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, bro. So that's where follow us on the socials. Are right, we gonna get into the dynasty OGs, man? Like I said, these are guys we're gonna name the guys that are like they're peaking, but they're they're past you know their prime age for the most part. But uh, so it's the end of their peak, end of their prime, and uh, just just want to see what we would do with them in dynasty, man. Because these are for the most part, we try to find every guy that's still relevant on your team, helping you win championships. So. Um, just giving you some little Dynasty Bro advice, trying to show you how to dominate your lead Dynasty Bro style. So let me go ahead and click on that, that Dynasty OGs right there. And uh, Vic got a list that we came up with, and let's just feed the people what they need. I like this topic too, man, because these are studs, and this is the time of the year where you can go get them, like cheap. Facts. Just because people look at their age, oh, Kelsey's 33, or this receiver's 29 or 28. I mean, I even just got Kamar on, on the low. So, yeah, people yeah. tanking. They be like, well, what am I supposed to do with right. Mike Evans at 29? Man, yeah. all right, well, let me let me take him off your hands and yeah, go get people, this shit. Because teams like that, they got Brees Hall and Kenneth and a young Taylor. Like, a 29-year-old Mike Evans might not look appealing on their roster for whatever reason. 
So, yeah, um, we're just looking for opportunities to capitalize, and these are some of the OGs that are still getting it done. So let's start with Travis Kelsey. Man. 33 years old, man. Look, he's a nine-year vet. He's been the tight end one going back to 2016 with the exception of last season. So going back to 2016, top two finishes. Finishes number one every year except for last year, man. Absolute stud, 130-plus targets. He's a dog, bro, so – I know some people moved off of him in Dynasty in the offseason, given the age. And, you know, I actually traded him. I got yeah. younger. I went with Mark Andrews just to get, you know, I Ain't basically no wrong gave, with that. That's I cool. gave up Gabe and Kelsey, and I got like Jacoby and Mark Andrews getting younger. I like that trade for you, bro. Yeah, yeah. But how do you feel about Travis Kelsey, man? Um, he honestly, bro, I finally thought about it. This is literally the only player I had to think about because off the top of my head, I can tell you exactly how I want to deal with all these other players. I had to sit and think about Travis Kelsey. And this is what I came up with. And maybe you agree, maybe you don't. Bro, you just ride out with him. I mean, um, the only way I would trade him for anything is if you're literally just done for any time of future. Like some people have bad starts or have a bad year and you can reset when injuries come back and it's like, okay, next year I'm going to win. This is one of them guys that's I'm completely out and I'm rebuilding for a couple of years, I'll trade. But if not, you wait this thing out because – he don't look like he missed a step. This style of tight end could probably last for a couple more years. Shit, uh, Tony Gonzalez, you know, at the you know in his thirties, late thirties, was putting up thousand yard seasons. Because you know when you're talented, you're talented. When you're in a good offense, that's going to make you the focal point. That's what you are. So I think you just ride out with Kelsey, man. Because if you're in any kind of, all right, I feel like I can win. Even I'm going to go for it. There's no real value for that, bro. It, it minus him on your team. So you just have to wait it out, bro. If he if he plays for three, four more years, are you gonna be surprised? I know you might be like, damn, he's still doing it, but I wouldn't be shocked. He he's not like a athletic barn burner that's you have to like, man, if he started losing the step, man, nah, I think with this offense and Andy Reid scheming up, I think he's gonna be okay. You just need to let it ride out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is the guy who puts on the annual tight end clinic, you know what I mean, yeah. workshop, <laughs> come That's, hang out be fire too and learn from the top tight ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, you know, teaching all the young guys. So I don't see Travis Kelsey slowing down no time soon. The way his game is set up, he doesn't need a lot of speed. But don't get me wrong, he can move. So, mm-hmm. so don't yeah. get it twisted. He can definitely move. But, um, again, we just saw it last night. Like, even before last night, Red zone, you know it's going to Kelsey. He still finds a way to win. Like, he's going to be doing that for years to come. You know, they paid Mahomes half a billion. I know they restructured the contract. Yeah. Um, and they but, besties. Yeah, man. But but given that, man, they want to throw the ball. And, look, they let Tyreek go. So, it's, it's the Travis Kelsey show. Big fact. So, yeah, you got to hold him. You got to hold him in Dynasty. And I know I just mentioned a trade, but that's because I just wanted to get younger, you know, at the tight end spot. But. This was a team where I'm, I'm, I wanted to win now, have a slow start right now. I'm like yeah. one and four <laughs> in that league. And you move from – they're one and two, however right, you want to right. view them. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. it's toss-up, but I, I do see Kelsey putting up more, you know, one finishes and finishing as the he'll, one. He'll just have more consistent weeks because right. of that offense. Exactly. But, yeah, man, he's a stud, so we don't need to spend too much time there. Um, that's the only tight end we want to talk. Now let's move over to the wide receivers, man. Let's talk about a guy who we haven't seen all year. He's suspended. He's going to be coming back week seven. DeAndre Hopkins, man. So Arizona Cardinals. Um, this is a guy that, you know, I am in like a win now league. And I'm thinking about sending my back in first for him. Just because you know when he comes back that offense is clicking. And I actually think Hollywood in that offense – is a better compliment than what Christian is. Even though Christian's balling in Jaguars, not trying to take away from him, but Hollywood is is different to me, man. He he can go out there and be number one and add a different speed and everything. So I do think Hopkins come back and get the ball rolling with Kyler. Kyler's not himself without Hopkins. So I think um, once he comes back, Hopkins will come back in straight to a top 15 receiver. And it's hard to devalue that, man, if you still getting top you know, style production. So I like DeAndre, man. Like I said, I, I would go send a back end first if I'm trying to go win to, to just tighten up for the rest of the year. Yeah, I like the call. And, you know, if you're a team that's one and four or two and three or middle of the pack, why not go target the Hopkins manager and 
Adam Tiritain, this is a guy that can help you win a league. And his first year in Arizona, finished as wide receiver four. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, last season he only played 10 games, dealing with some injuries. But going back to the Houston days, wide receiver four, wide receiver two, wide receiver one, that goes back to 2017. So historically, he's a top five, you know, finish. Without a quarterback, some of them right, are. Right, right. So, you know, again, and like you said, this uh, Kyler Murray and Arizona offense, their identity is completely off without DeAndre. So, you know, he does add some stability to the passing game, you know, when he's in there. So I like the call. Um, he's a guy, if you got him, I'm holding. Um, I do think he's a sneaky buy from a mm-hmm. dynasty perspective if you're competing. And he's 30 years old, so, you know, he yeah. could definitely do his things for the for the next couple of years. And this is a guy who wrote his own contract. So, you know, he has incentives, and he's seen over 150 targets historically. Now, of course, given he's, you know, slow start, given he's only playing uh, – Six less games, but they're going to still clear, clear, you know, 100 targets. So, facts. All right. You should talk a guy you want to talk about next so you can go first. All right, man. Um, actually, I'm going to talk about Keenan Allen. Um, this is a guy who's, again, I think he's another good buy right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, tied to Justin Herbert. You know, he's dealing with the hamstring, and it's kind of been a thing as of, as of recently, you know, at least the past couple of seasons. I think you just got to live with it, man, when it comes to Keenan Allen. But when he's out Bikes. there, you know he's going to be a PPR monster. He's a guy that doesn't have to hit the end zone. Um, Justin Herbert, he's going to flirt with 5,000 yards. So, opportunity is going to be there, man. And I still like Keenan Allen, man. And the biggest thing is, because I have a player that I love, especially this year, maybe even going forward. But it, I don't feel this way about that player. So, when we talk about him, you, you will hear the opposite of this. He's still tied to Justin Herbert in that offense. So, yes, I want Keenan Allen. And – you know, even if he starts to scale off a little bit throughout the next couple of years, at least I know he's tied to one of the best offenses and the best quarterbacks in the league. All right, man, let's talk about your guys. Go talk up uh, Mike Evans, man, another guy. So he's 29, you know, a guy we consider a dying CLG. You could bank on him having a top 12 finish, finish as wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, things to consider. I think this is Tom Brady's last year. There we go. <laughs> That's why I would love to be tied to Keenan Allen, but I love Mike Evans, and you know that, but what does the future mean if it's Kyle Trask? I think you said that earlier. But, yeah, like what does it mean if he's not tied to Tom Brady? You feel me? Um, I love him as a player. He's also 29, but he's a big body, 6'5", like 220, 215. 230, bro. 230. Damn. I was wrong. Big body. But, yeah, big body. And, you know, I think any quarterback would love to have him. But, you know, I feel like you lose some of the upside if it's not a Brady caliber quarterback. So, I don't know if I could buy in. If I have him, I'm happy I have him. Um, It's hard for me to sell him unless I'm in a sell. Now, I did just sell him for Drake London because, to me, it seemed like a 21-year-old for a 29-year-old. I'm trying to rebuild. Why why can't he be Mike Evans in a couple years? So, yeah, man, but outside of rebuild, man, I love to have some Mike Evans. He's going to help some teams win. I, I'm banking on him helping me win in the one dotto. So uh, if Mike Evans is tied to a team that's trying to tank, I'd go get him. But if not, I'd wait till the offseason after Tom Brady officially retires this time because there's going to be a lot of uncertainty and people aren't going to want Mike Evans anymore. But we saw what he did with the Jameis. Yeah. And even if you watch Mike play, like, I don't know what it is, man, but you just throw the ball. He and- got it. Trust and, him. And out of nowhere, like, he'll be neck and neck with somebody with the DB. The ball's out there. He'll just automatically just accelerate, gain a step or two, extend. It's his football, right? So, that's a player that you want on your team. So, um, I just like how he wins, man. He just goes out there and wins. You just put the ball in the area. He's going to go get it. Facts. So, yeah, man, I'm waiting for the uh, Tom Brady official retirement. I'm happy with uh, having a Mike Evans rostered into his 30s. Given his size, he's a big body, bro. He's not a speedster, so he's going to do his thing. So Big facts. And then if there's a guy that's tanking or a gal that's tanking, yeah, he might be a good buy low for you. Or not buy low, but, you know, send your first. Yeah. You know, that's going to end up being a late first or something. Facts. So. All right, man, another wide receiver. We have one more wide receiver, Mr. Devontae Adams, man. So he's in Vegas, man, and, you know, he's he's – all right, with Green Bay, you just knew off top out the gate he's going to do his thing with Aaron Rodgers, but Derek Carr, he's kind of holding him back a little bit. Uh, a little bit. He is. Now he is. It's with Derek Carr, he'll have games that you'll feel disappointed in. With Aaron Rodgers, you didn't really have those I'm disappointed games. I think um, – how, how do you feel 
value-wise, like, with Devonta Adams. Because whether I'm winning now or not, I feel like I kind of want to just trade Devonte right now and see what I can get. Because if I can get some some solid production that's week by week, plus I'm going to take that. Um, like right now, I love I love Devonte Adams. But you mean to tell me in Dynasty you can't go get Amon Ross St. Brown plus for him? I'm pretty sure you can do that. And he's going to have steady production. To me, Amon Ross – and a first for Devontae. To me, that's not, that that should get it done. What do you think about that? I love that. I would love to take the Amon Ra. I feel like he's going to put up the same points per game average as Devontae playing with Derek Carr. And you came up on a first. And you came up on a first. And you hopefully still got your original first. Now you got two firsts. Yeah. Go figure it out. All right. Now, of course, I will say this. Devontae is the wire zero five right now. But just looking at last night, like, if, if you know, I don't want to take production off the table, but. He, you know, Carr was missing. He went three yeah. for seven. Yeah. And even one of those touchdowns was a little bit underthrown. Facts. But, you know, he made it work, um, went and scored. So, it's one of those things where, man, like, just run the offense through Josh Jacobs <laughs> and exactly. let that open up the pass. That way you're not putting all this pressure on the passing game. But Exactly. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the passing game, but Devontae's a stud, though. He's going to go out there and win. Best release in the, in the game. Can't do nothing with him off the line. Hell no. Nah. All right, man. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have Devontae in Dynasty, and I, I don't want to go pay. Just given the uh, QBs tied to facts, <laughs> but Devontae's still gonna get it done, man. So, he is. He's still gonna ball. Yeah, he's still a baller. So if you got him, you know you're still in good hands. Actually, we do Team Fire, and we do team gotta give five. a Team Fire update after this. After this, because we've been quiet about Team Fire, and I know man. they're gonna now they're gonna see why we've been quiet, man. We've been taking some L's, man. So. All right. Um, that's all Damn, receivers I got. That's a motherfucking target list of players. Yeah, yeah. So, just to recap, rundown so far, we walked down Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. Um, let's jump to the running backs, man. So, 27 and up, Leonard Fournette, man. Um, This is a guy that, you know, we kind of talked about it the other day on our little redraft segment. It's just like. You can buy if you need to win, but I don't know how much I want to buy. I don't really want to buy anybody at the end of the day that that I'm unsure of I can get anything from next year. Those are not the veterans and OGs that I like to buy. I don't want to have a guy to help me make the run because what happens if I don't win and then I don't have nothing going into next year? I would love to sell Leonard Fournette. You see, um, they kind of do – Want to see what their rookie can do. And honestly, man, if, like you said, if Tom Brady leaves next year, what do you really have with Leonard Fournette? So, technically, man, after this good game, I'm trying to sell him for any younger, solid running back or receiver that I could throw in my lineup right now. Yeah, um, I agree. And, you know, as of lately, he's been running 85% of the snaps. That's a lot, especially on a running back that's aging. So, he's 27. You know, of course, uh, playing with the Bucks. This is his second year in town. Actually, third year, excuse me. Um, but last year, he finished as RB6. Right now, it's RB7. And I know he dealt with some injuries that first year in Tampa Bay. But a lot of uncertainty, given the Tom Brady situation. And Leonard has shown he can be in and out the lineup, too. So, I do think it's a good time to sell. Especially with injuries, you know, that's hitting the running back uh, space. Facts. So, yeah. Big facts. I like that call. All right, um, next running back, man, similar guy, um, James Conner. Oh, man, the worst version. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. The save-a-lot version of Leonard Fournette. <laughs> How so? How so? <laughs> because, man, like, at least right now, you know, Leonard Fournette's on the older side. Of, on All right, both on a good offense. Both got good quarterbacks. Uh, expect some good production from both of them. Uh, so then you can get to a point where you can sell high because they're, they've are they been balling out for you. Um James Conner didn't get the memo of the balling out part. That's the problem. So, Leonard Fournette did everything that was supposed to happen leading into this point. But James Conner, on top of he's a banged-up back just out. Literally, everything is right. Same thing as Leonard. The only reason he's to save a lot, Leonard, is because Leonard's balling. So, he's helping you get either one, the production on your team in those points, or trade value if you are trying to tank. James Conner's not doing either one of them for you. I don't want him. You can't, and you really can't even go sell him right now. Cause he's not doing anything. You know what? I think James and I, I didn't even come to this realization till like right now. I think James might be a good buy. Let me tell you why. DeAndre Hopkins returning 
in a couple weeks. So maybe with Hopkins back on the field, that opens up James a little bit more. Like having a Hollywood, Hopkins, Ertz, Rondell, and then you got Connor and Kyler who can run, that offense is full-fledged at its highest potential. I think this is a good buy opportunity on James Conner. Um, like for my RB2, I wouldn't want him going as my RB1. Yeah. Granted, you know, he's been banged up and, you know, has that history. But I think a good buy low for James if you're competing – I would take that because last year he did finish RB five, yeah, so, so he has that potential. Yeah, we talked we talked that that upside of him last week during the you know on the back end of him and Fournette. The issue is they were both healthy at that moment, and it was cool to go Balo. I said that about both of them. I'm pretty sure. The issue is James Conner upside is coming down. Like as far as like he wasn't doing it. I know the offense is gonna look better, but. Like, when he come back, do we still get the same role? Now these other guys, Eno didn't look bad. Like, does he come into that type of production and volume again, which you know Fournette is still getting. James Conner being banged up, I don't know what kind of production he's going to keep on getting if he's not going to be on the field. Yeah, that is the difference between the two. Like, clearly Fournette is the Bucks' workhorse, whereas, you know, Cardinals will work in their RB2 yeah. and RB3 and Darrell Williams and Eno Benjamin. So Facts. But, again, I, I don't mind, you know, floating out some trades to go get a James Conner, you know, just giving a guy who can't finish in, you know, in the, in the top 12. So, yeah. just looking for competing opportunities. And then if you're not competing, maybe a good trade opportunity after Hopkins come back, you see the offense at his full strength. He has a big 30-point game. Facts. All right, man, let's talk about Dalvin Cook. He's another 27-yard running back, man. Um, so, RB14 right now. And historically, man – you know, he he has balled out. Like, I know last year was the RB16, and then before that, RB2 and RB6. So, yeah. we know he has the potential and upside, but Vikings are running three wide receiver sets, man. So, what are your thoughts on Dalvin? Um, I like Dalvin. I'm on the side of just hold. I don't think he still holds the name cache to where you can go sell him and try to go get, you know, what – do, do you think him and Kamara hold the same kind of name cachet? And Dalvin's actually probably having a better season so far. They've both kind of been shaky all year. But, but it's, it's something about seeing Kamara that makes you want to be like, damn, I love that Kamara on my team. It's the PPR upside. Yeah, but the the and that's I think that's what it is this year, man. If they're going to keep working in Alexander Madison into that third down roll some and some more, takes the way that – I would love to trade Dalvin, bro, and um, just take what I can because um, – the way they're trying to involve Alexander Madison, sometimes he's taking away the focal points of of Dalvin sometimes, bro. And that's even while I watch him have a big game this week. And it doesn't help when they both have dreads and they both have single and, digits, so two and four. Off. Even when I see the number two, I still think it's Dalvin. Yeah, because he looks just <laughs> like Dalvin. It's annoying to watch for your eyes. Yeah. And I ain't even got LASIK like you. I forgot I had LASIK. And you took me, bro. I took you, bro. My dog. <laughs> yeah, we was there thugging. My guy was eating the cheeses that they had, bro. Was it Cheez-Its? It was Cheez-Its, bro, in a granola bar. Yeah, bro, you was smashing. You was high. <laughs> Off the, the – they had to dope you up a little bit before your surgery. My guy was just talking reckless, man. Damn. I got the video on the email. <laughs> in the email. Send yeah. it over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but Dalvin, you know what? He's going to be set up to score just giving um, Justin Jefferson, man, and – they're going to live in the red zone. It is good to see that they still give them the carries, you know, when they're on the goal line versus trying to force it in with, with the throw. You know what I mean? So, Facts. All right. Um, next guy, Alvin Kamara, is a good transition. Um, so, again, this is a guy that's coming off some injuries with, with the rib cartilage. And we already know what he does, you know, year to year, man. Once he's in there, the PPR upside is crazy, bro. So, right now, of course, he's RB45, which doesn't sound sexy, but last year finished as RB8, year before that, RB1. And then RB9, RB4, RB3. So, he's just a big performer. And he's a guy that I don't mind going to go buy, especially if he just performed this week. So, maybe you, hopefully you ain't got him before this week. But if not, the worries between him and Dalvin is exactly what Vic said. PPR makes it completely different. He's a guy that doesn't need to always hit the end zone. He's a guy that can go out there and catch nine passes like he did this past week and um, have like 70-some yards uh, in the passing game and then still get, you know, even if he's 50, 60 rushing, he puts together PPR points and I feel like he'll be able to do that. He doesn't – he just relies on his brains, bro, his wits. He's smart on the field. He's 
you know, he, he knows how to get involved and get himself open. So I would still go get some – even in a bad offense that ain't clicking, he's still finding his way. Now that he's back healthy, I think he was banged up those first couple of weeks. So I actually went and got some Alvin Kamara Sunday morning, and I called you, and I was like, man, I think I'm about to float out this trade to try to go get Kamara. So I ended up sending Devonta Smith and a 24 first. Which is cool. For Kamara. This is a 14-team league. So – I am actually uh, competing. This is a squad where I have Justin Herbert and Dak, even though Dak's out right now. So I'm running with those two QBs. My running back room was ugly. I have Gibson and Kareem Hunt. I also have Brian Robinson. So luckily I can just interchange those two. Um, so I need a Kamara, man, just given that. Hey, that uh, that first-round pick going to be the 114 next year. Well, in two in 2014. years. Yeah, so exactly. 2014, 2024. And my receivers are Curtis Samuel, Alan Lazar, Gabe Davis, Amon Rossan Brown, and Keenan Allen. You know how I like to walk it down. Start yeah. with the, He's like, well, Alan Lazar, what? Gabe, why did you do that? But He putting him in in the first spot. And I got Taysom Hill, bro. I need to start running some Taysom Hill. And I also have Travis Kelsey. So that's why I was like, you know what? Let me go get Alan you Kamara. You got that. You got the Kelsey, bro. Yeah, so. If you, if you have one of them tight ends and you're, and you're not like – in the middle of the pack or better, yeah. Then, then trade one of them tight ends. You, you're killing your season right now. Yeah, bro. And I was looking at it like, I don't care how I get in the playoffs. I just want to get in. So right now I'm two and three. Even if I get sixth seed or fifth seed, I'm happy going into the here. playoffs with a Justin Herbert, a Dak, a Kamara, a Kelsey, uh, a Monroe. Yeah, facts. Uh, Keenan Allen. Hopefully he's facts. healthy, not dealing with hamstrings. Brian Robinson, if he's clicking. Kareem Hunt. You know, RB2, just 10 bombs. points. I'll take it. So, yeah, bro. So, that's that, man. Where I know he's a stud, man. He's a guy I think you should go get. So, I'm all in on Kamara. Um, let's talk about your guy, man, Austin Eckler, man. Um, I love Austin Eckler. Same thing that we talk about with Alvin, but even better because he's in a good offense. Same When we talk about Keenan, he's tied to Justin Herbert, and he's a guy that doesn't necessarily have to hit the end zone, man. He can go out there and catch eight or nine passes in a week. Like it's nothing. Um, this past week, he racked up over 170 rushing yards, which yeah. I don't expect. But he still has that kind of, you know, athleticism in him, man. And he's just a good running back. They like to use him all over the field, and that's what you love in PPR. And he's their number one guy, and they shoot it out that way. So give me that guy that can do highly good things in PPR on one of the best offenses in the league. What a bad defense, too. That's always going to mean good things. The defense isn't that good, but the offense is great. And that's crazy because they got all the pieces on defense. They always getting banged up. They start losing them. Yeah, but Austin Eckler, the RB1 right now. But if you put up 30-point-plus performances back-to-back weeks, um, get that. along with PPR upside, so that'll get you there. So, actually, I don't have too much Austin Eckler, man, in Dynasty. I'm not going to go buy him because he's still, like, to me, he doesn't seem like the traditional guy that's going to be number one on the season. But I, that's why I don't ever really own him. I need to get over that, but – I think if you have Austin Eckler, man, you just got to keep him, man. Walk it down. Get your championship. All right, man. One more guy, man. He's 28 years old. My guy, Mr. Derrick Henry, man, 28 years old. Ball and steel, Derrick Henry, running back for the Tennessee Titans, RB6 right now. So, of course, he had a slow start, man. So, first couple of games, you know, nine points, nine points, and he finally got going, man. So, coming off the Raiders game and then my coach and then the commanders. 22-plus points, man. I think he was still kicking the dust off week one. I don't – he came back in the playoffs last year off that injury out of nowhere, and they lost. And so, technically, week one to me was his first real game, like, off the surgery. I think he was just pressing the issue. Yeah. Probably had him doped up in the playoffs just to get through the game. But I think he knocked the dust off week one. And you have Derrick Henry, man, 28, you said? Yeah, he's 28. And it probably took him two, three years to finally start getting some – any kind of play anyway because the whole uh, DeMarco Murray uh, thing that was going on when he first got in the league and he couldn't get no run. but So he really doesn't – I know the age says that he's getting older in running back years, but it's really only about five years worth of real starter tread on, on them tires, bro. Yeah, I know he has a lot of production going back to the high school and college days people like to talk about, but he's a hoe for me. And, uh, you know, it's going to happen. He's going to put up an eight-point game or 12-point game and – Take advantage of that buy window. I ain't going to lie, bro. Um, my bro Brent, shout out to Brent. Um, he texted me today. Win now. Team kind of shaky. You need to make something happen right now. 
Um, he texted me and said, hey, bro, would you give up Justin Jefferson to get T. Higgins and Derrick Henry? And I Is this told dynasty? Him, yep. Here's the thing. I mean, you trying to win now. I told him a healthy Higgins, bro, has actually been playing more consistent point-wise than Justin Jefferson. I know Justin Jefferson had two big blow-up games, but Higgins, outside the injury, has been 15-plus points every single week. And then Derrick Henry finding his stride, I, you know, you need running back help. I told him the the over overall while we were texting, I said, "Man, it's pretty fair if you want to do either side." But then dude texted him and said, "I'm throwing in Kittle." I said, "Bro, if you don't hurry up and take that trade, he threw in Kittle." So, so he traded Justin Jefferson for Kittle, T. Higgins, and Derrick Henry. I said, "Bro, if you don't hurry up and take that trade, get off the phone with me." He need tight end. He needed running back help. I know we love Justin Jefferson. Who's his other receivers? I guess that's what it come down to. You might not be able to answer that, which is fine. Um, I it's can't fine. think off the top of my head, but I to me it's like okay, Jefferson might end the wide receiver three, but T. Higgins is going to be top ten. So is is that even that much more important? Because all three right. of those guys are going into his starting lineup well, right now. Clearly, he has the wide receiver depth to do it if you're considering moving Jefferson. So, I'm sure he likes his other receivers, just based on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, if you're boosting your running back room, you're getting a shot at tight end with a Jimmy G. So, now you're not worried about Trey Lance capping George Kills, you know, potential and upside. So, I was about to try to see what they were ranked on the the season together, but, you know, Chase – I mean, uh, T already missed the game. So, I'll be honest, though, face value, though, Going back to the Higgins and Henry, I'm going and to hold Justin. I know. Even you throwing – even with that, I still think I want Justin Jefferson. That's just me. But you said win now, so I get it. I'm not mad at it, but I got to hold Justin Jefferson. That's a lot of capital for Justin It is. Jefferson. It is. But with Higgins showing, he seems to get banged up a lot, man. You know, that's just what he's showing. Higgins, Higgins before they went out was having a better season than Chase, and I could see it happening all season. And yeah, we love Chase. That's a good point. Yeah, I think what it is they're is running the, more zone though. I think we it's, saw that again, I think you know, it's Baltimore. The, you know, the, Baltimore usually runs man, yeah. but they actually switch to the zone. I think it's the Juju Smith Schuster fourteen hundred yard year with AB going on. It's like the yeah yeah Higgins is is getting the number one cornerback, I think. But they're putting a solid number two in a safety over to Chase side. So Because yeah. he's a burner. Yeah, so it might be, you know, they're getting so much attention on the Chase side that Higgins is actually probably going to outproduce him. But no matter how you get it, that's how you get That's how you get the point. So uh, Higgins, to me, is going to be a top ten play all year. Jefferson will beat – and it's something about them boom bus – bro, something about them bus games with Jefferson, man, it pisses me off. Yeah, it's cute. When he puts up a 30-point game, when he puts up that five, it's like, nigga, you ain't help me at all. I don't think Tiggins has those issues. T. Higgins doesn't have those issues. It's kind of weird. But, yeah, uh, face value. But I still told him it's fair either way because I know it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Overall, I mean, not a bad trade. So, it's just my preference. Big facts. All right, man. Let's talk about Team Fire real quick before we get out of here, man. So, coming off a championship, we're trying to repeat Empire League. Ten teams, super flex. We three and two. Damn. Quarterback is our issue right now, and we're struggling at the uh, running back spot, man. So, talk us through, man. Talk, talking through our QB situation. <sighs> Bro, we got Stafford who's playing ass. We got Trevor who's playing up and down. We got Gino. We got Gino, right? Yeah. He's balling. and Trevor and Zach Wilson. So, I told you that we might need to wait to see what Zach Wilson is doing because Zach was this close to two passing touchdowns they ended up going both to Michael Carter because Brees basically got inside the one and the two yard line on both of those pass catches that were deep one would have been a 70 yard touch 75 yard touchdown and one would have 70 yard touchdown and a 29 yard touchdown okay and if both of those would have swing his way when he's getting stopped at the goal line um those go to Zach Wilson he didn't have a terrible game um he's spreading the ball around I think that offense is moving and he I think he's learning how to use his pieces He's not forcing the ball nowhere but to the running backs out the backfield. But the receivers, just use them in unison, goes to the ones that's open. And they were actually moving the hell out of the ball this week. So, um, 
I say all that to say we don't really have a quarterback. <laughs> but we're going to run Geno, and hopefully he can keep it up, man, because maybe he, you know, found something. And besides that, man, I think we're going to have to play matchups in our super flex position at quarterback. And if none of the matchups look sexy, we'll just play one of the, you know, receivers or something we got when they get healthy. All right. So you saved us because I was like, man, do we need Geno? But look at him, QB6 right now. So, yeah, we need Geno. Running backs, bro. I've been running Najee, but Najee's going to my bench. I do not like him. I, I, he just needs to go out. Yeah, so, you know, first three weeks, okay, 10, 13, 14, you, you were living with that 14, 10-plus, you know, performance. But now, tough matchups. And just in general, man, I just think you can get more upside, more potential outside of a Najee. So, he's going to be on my bench right now until that offense really comes together. Can yeah. he pick it, you know, get to rhythm and – I don't think it's going to be this year, man. So. Yeah. So, Najee might be a good in-season buy low, given that. But uh, we ran some Clyde. They took a touchdown back yesterday, which I is know, fine. But you got to keep running Clyde. He's he's getting involved, and he looks good, man. You just got to keep playing him in that offense. Yeah. And then we got J- Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully, he comes back um, here man. soon. So, of course, we'd run him. So, most likely, we'd run Taylor and Clyde. Of course, we lost Javante Williams, so he's on IR. Our receivers is fire. We got A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Shamar Chase, Chris Godwin. I'm on Ra, who's banged up. Yeah, I'm on Ra. Rashad Bateman, man, he's not really having a season I would expect him to have. I know he's injured right now, done with the foot. Ayuk. Yeah, got Ayuk and Mooney and Curtis Samuel and Zay Jones, Allen Robinson. Eh, Allen Robinson. Fuck. I know, man. And then we got Travis Kelsey. So, like you said, week to week, it's a QB thing, matchup. So, right now, Geno's our guy. Gino is our guy. That sounds nuts to say. It do. All right. That's Team Fado, man. Hey, still getting the chip, still ending his league. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the closing, yeah. man. Um, this is where we come to uh, just basically shed light on anything, you know, spread some awareness to something. And that's what I'm going to do on this platform. I want to spread some, you know, just some health awareness, you know, um, check in with your people. And yourself, most importantly, man. I'm adding, uh, like I said, I've been adding in the meditation in the mornings, the breathing exercises at night, and it does something to me, man. Do good. My son just had, my son just turned four yesterday. Happy birthday to Shout you, to Chase. Few. Yeah, and um, had his his four year checkup today, and um, just um, stay in tune with the ones you love. That's really all it is, and love yourself. So that's that, man. Um, what you got today, Vic? I'm going to say don't take nothing for granted. Um, I know we often can get caught up in building for the future and the next move, but take time to appreciate what you have, what you already accomplished and acquired, and enjoy the moments, man. So uh, don't forget to live in the moment. Enjoy the moments because when we get older and look back, man, these are the memories you're going to reflect on. So, so you know facts. what I mean? So you got to enjoy the moments and create moments. So Big facts. All right. Well, hey, showing you how to dominate your lead dynasty pro style, man. Um Rolling into week six, check out the four-minute offense if you can. That's uh, helping you get these waiver wire guys. Uh, make sure you set your roster. Don't be a bum-ass league mate. And uh, keep on listening to the Dynasty Bros, man. We're going to show you how to win. Uh, next week, we should have Avo back. I hope he's feeling better. Um, and, yeah, we the Dynasty Bros. We the bros. Ain't even got the music. Who he is? We the bros. Number one fantasy show. Um, that's about it. Fourth and go. I'm going to go. <laughs> Punch it in, that's for sure. <laughs> See what happens when you're not here, Avo. I know, man. We out here rapping our own shit, acapella, man. Everything sound whack. I know, man. So let's just get the fuck up out of here. Fuck our shit sound Avo. like a uh, Meek Mill. Put a beat on. Baby Mama verse. Oh, man. I'm gone. <laughs> Damn, bro.